All right, everyone, welcome into another episode of the Spoiler Alert Podcast, episode 31. And this episode, we are going to go through our top five movies so far. You know, we're well over halfway through the year now in September. Only about four months left to go. There's about a month left before anything we fucking care about is coming out. Uh, So we're going to rank. Well, we already have ranked uh, our top five so far. We're going to go through them and kind of solidify that order. And then Ty has seen the nun too. So he's going to convince us to see it or not. So as usual, we will kick it off with upcoming movies of the week. Not that many here. Uh, The one we care about is the one Ty has already seen the nun two in 1956 France, a priest is murdered and evil is spreading the sequel to the worldwide smash hit. I, would not call it that. <laughs> I, dive, I dive into that. Don't worry. I dive into that. So, uh, follows Sister Irene as she once again comes face to face with Valak, the demon nun. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. You, you'll probably explain it a bit uh, when we get to it. But uh, after seeing like the first one, I'm like, is there really a need for a second? But, you know, here we are. Especially uh, because, like, in what the first Conjuring or whatever, they're like, "Oh yeah, we have the the nun in this painting sitting in our house." Yeah, here she is. I don't know what I don't know what year the first Conjuring is. It's well after 1956, so I, I'm yeah. I think it's like seventies or eighties, yeah. something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, but the director Michael Chavs, I'm assuming, is that how you pr- how you pronounce it? Uh, not a great run so far with horror movies. He's done probably the worst of the Conjuring universe, Curse of La Llorona. Um, and the conjuring, the devil made me do it, which is Ooh. the worst conjuring. <laughs> wow. How did he, how's he getting these gigs? What did he, how? he knows a, he has a friend. Yeah. They're just he like must. giving him the spinoffs right here. You go, buddy. Do this one. <laughs> uh, funny thing. I've never seen the curse of La Llorona, but either. I know the story, uh, because I have, I love those, um, uh weird like there's a weird pennsylvania there's weird texas those like books yeah yeah so i have the weird texas one and uh. there is a story that is kind of based off of la llorona La-La- story which i believe is a spanish or, or mexican yeah. uh, story one of those but it made its way here to san antonio and the story is there is a bridge in san antonio and they call it donkey lady bridge So I'm reading up on the story. I'm like, that's just a funny ass name. So it's like Donkey Lady Bridge. And supposedly what happens is if you go there at night, park on the bridge, turn off all your lights, you're going to see a woman with the head of a donkey and she's going to come for you. Uh, So weird as hell. But the donkey donkey. (laughs) (laughs) There's probably some good like edits of that shit because there's videos on YouTube of people going to the bridge. Um. But the story behind that is it's a woman who was a widow. She has a kid and she starts dating some like wealthy dude and um, wealthy dude never said anything about it. But she was all worried that, oh, he's not going to want to be with me because I have a kid. So she fucking drowns her kid in this river, which is supposedly what's underneath the bridge and then uh, goes to the dude and like tells him what she did. And he's like, you're a fucking psycho. And like, shoes her away. And I believe she also drowns herself somehow. Um, <laughs> and now she, she's uh, haunting that bridge, supposedly. He's like, you did what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's a, the story of the Llorona. Um, we just have our own flavor of it here in San Antonio. Yeah, that's hilarious. It's close enough. I might be able to take a drive there. I don't think I ever will because I'm a baby, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, fuck that. But at yeah, the same like, time, it'd be what? worth it. For it's like, like we could edit something. We could we could make a sweet TikTok about it, probably. Right. If we survive, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, no way that's real. But like on the off chance it is or there's just some nut that like wants the story to be true. So he makes it true or she does rather. Uh, ain't worth the risk. Nah. Yeah, uh, just some some crackhead sitting under the bridge. Yeah, I'm the I'm the donkey lady. I'm like, <laughs> sweet Christ, we have enough of those. <laughs> uh, 
these next two movies you're not going to care about. You're not going to see. So I'm going to quickly go over them. Uh, my Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. Never saw the first two. I don't know why they need a three. Are you getting married a third time? What the fuck? You could uh, not convince <laughs> me. You could not pay me enough money to see this I movie. Care. It's like, I remember the first one came out and like, there were just so many advertisements about it. When, I know. What, when, when how old were we? Like 2005 or three or some shit? We had to be elementary school. There's no way we weren't. Yeah. Uh, let's see. My big fat Greek wedding. 2002, we would have been in second or first wow. grade. Wow. I looked but, up the box office for the second one to see if it warranted a, a, a third. It, uh-huh. it was like 18 million and it made like 90. So, I mean, it made money, but not even that much in the grand scheme of things and not enough to make a third. To, I mean, there's no way this is going to do well. Yeah, even the first one, I mean, it made a shit ton of money later, but the opening weekend, it only made it made less than six hundred thousand dollars. I mean, this is just ridiculous. I don't know why it became popular, but gross worldwide, it's made three hundred and sixty eight million on a five million budget. So I don't know what happened. I don't know why this film got popular. I don't care enough to find out. Yeah, it just looks so bad. So. Are if you on the IMDb it, page for it by chance? I was, yes. Okay, so go down to the cast. Uh-huh. You see this Laney, Lanine Kazen? Is that a person? Yeah. Uh, okay. I just thought it was Mickey Rourke. <laughs> that's that's very <laughs> fair. Apparently she was in Don't Mess With the Zohan, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I, I definitely see that. It's the hair, the face my god i just for sure thought it was Mickey <laughs> Rourke. i was like what the fuck yeah the um, highlight highlights don't do it the highlights. nice leathery skin gotta get the uh the old um leotard on get in the ring <laughs> i do love um, the wrestler though can't hate can't hate on the wrestler no that was a good one marissa tomei you uh, kidding me <laughs> you're not gonna <laughs> see my big factory wedding three i take maybe your grandma wants to see it but you're not going with her you're gonna drop her off I don't even think my grandma would want to see it. I don't even know. Good. I don't even know who would want to see it. I respect your grandma for that. <laughs> I get that we have a movie podcast and we should be open to seeing shit like this, but there's just no, not enough money in the world for me to go see this. We we have to take a stand somewhere. Right. This is and it. This is it. This is where we're doing it. <laughs> this 80 for Brady, all that shit. Yeah. That old people shit. Yeah. I'm not old yet. No. I'll, so, uh, I'll go see any animated movie. I ain't going to see the mom movies. That's right. Uh, third and final one here. It's called My Animal. Looks to be a low-budget horror thriller. Heather, an outcast teenage goalie, falls for newcomer Johnny, which, by the way, Johnny is a woman. Uh, don't get confused. An alluring but tormented figure skater. As their relationship deepens, Heather's growing desires clash with her darkest secret, forcing her to control the animal within. So I don't know if he's a fucking werewolf. I don't know what's going on here. You're not going to see it is, is what it means. What in the world, dude? <laughs> so, I mean, this just sounds ridiculous. That's where we're at with movies right now, Ty. It fucking sucks. It really does. I, is this, there's no way this is in the theater, right? I didn't look. What's my note? The Animal. <laughs> it's, of course, the first animal movie that comes up is the one with Schneider. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking classic that one was. Have you ever heard the, like it's not like a real conspiracy, but like, it's like every time Rob Schneider snart, stars in a movie, there's like a a tanker spill or something like that, like a massive oil spill. Really? Yeah, it's so ridiculous. That's good. <laughs> it's him. He's doing it. Probably, dude. I can't even find it now. Oh, it's called My Animal. That's why I was looking yeah. for the animal. Um, no, I got Showtimes. Are you kidding me? I got uh, the Alamo Draft House is having one showing. Wow. They do that shit, though. They do, like, random movies like this. Yeah, one showing a day for not even a week, for six days. Horror and romance. What a, what a genre to combine. And hockey. Yeah. Hockey and figure skating. It's, someone's getting stabbed with a skate. They're going to pull the old oh, Happy Gilmore. For sure. That's a, that's, that's a requirement. Stop. Never heard of a single person in this movie, by the way. See, when you get reviews like this, the first oh, the featured review here is using this... like words like ethereal and sapphic. Yeah. I hate when people use like review language like that. It's like talk normal. I know big words. 
I, I, I'm wrong. That Ama- Amandala, Amandala. Her name's Amandala. What the Amanda. Amandala yeah. Stenberg? She's been uh-huh. in like Bodies, 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 and uh, I guess Holy. the Hunger Games. She was Rue. Yeah. Oh shit! She died. <laughs> yeah. Um. Wow. And she was uh she was a voice cool. in Spider Verse. Okay. So good for, good for her. her. I guess she does do. I guess we do know somebody in that movie. Good for good for them. Spider Bite. I, don't know who I couldn't tell was. you who that one is. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, oh, Rue. I didn't think I'd ever see her in anything again. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies was a good one. She probably had like a, a starring role in that. Actually. Trying to see. Because the where the hell did it go? Uh, YouTube's disturbing, disturbing horror film is wild. Is there, are they talking about this one or the what was the other one that was just uh, that we just saw that was a, made by YouTubers? Um, was it the uh, camp? Let me in. Let me in. Let me in. Uh, oh, I have no idea. One with actually. the hand. Oh, talk to me. Talk to me. Not let me in. Uh, that was made by YouTubers. Okay, okay. That's what I'm getting it confused with. Uh, never mind. Sidetrack there. Um, I don't know. I don't think I'll see it, but who knows? If it gets good enough reviews, we can see what happens. Horror has just been so bad. It has. That's what... I'll, I'll, probably, I'll go in on that a little bit whenever I talk about The Nun. Ah, but this, has, this, shame. <laughs> this sounds even worse. Yeah, the director has directed music videos. The writer... Has also has written music videos, so I, I don't know how that translates to movies. But then again, that one director for like John Wick and everything was really involved in all those rock alternative music videos. So maybe I'm wrong. But rock, but rock but is wrong. the key to being a director. That's right. Uh, yeah. So that's going to end it here again. Nothing exciting. It's going to be this way up until Saw 10, probably. Probably. Um, Haunting in but, Venice next week sounds like it's going to be... I'll, yeah. I'll definitely go see that one. I like all those murder mystery movies, watch. even though they're like... The guy, the stars in them, I can't remember his name. He also directs them. It drives me crazy in oh, those he movies. Directs. He's super annoying. It's like a watered-down Knives Out. Yeah, it's a lot worse of Knives Out. But I like an, I'm like. a sucker for a murder mystery, so I'm going to see that one for sure. Yeah. That one's kind of got like a little bit of a horror vibe to it, too. So We'll see how that goes next week, I guess. Got some movie news here, and I'm excited for it because I see Martin Scorsese's name. You also see something else down there. I do see uh, uh, Billy that I have not put in here, so that means I'm part of the game, which scares me. Flipped it on its head. Look out. (laughs) But we'll get to that in a couple minutes here. So the first bit of news here is Marty Scorsese, old Marty's already got his next film set after Killers of the Flower Moon. Want to guess who's going to star in it? Is it Leo? It is Leo. <laughs> there we go. Okay. So he bought the rights to a recent book called The Wager, A Tale of Shipwreck, Mutiny, and Murder. Um, so that tells the story of survivors of a shipwreck who, six months after returning home, are accused by three men of mutineering their ship. Mutineering is not a, not a word I've mean? used ever in my <laughs> life before. I guess they did a mutiny on their ship and stole... Okay. I don't know. Um, quick synopsis for it says, set in the 1740s, that's Way back there, uh, Wager's story is set in motion when a patched-together boat with 30 emaciated men landed on the coast of Brazil. The men were the surviving crew of a British ship that was chasing a Spanish vessel and had crashed into an island in South America's Patagonia region. Their tales of surviving the seas and elements made them heroes. But six months later, another vessel, even more beat up than the first one, um, ended up on the coast of Chile. <laughs> and it only had three men on it. These new sailors charged uh, charged that they were other men. Cha- I don't know what the hell this says there. They're claiming that the other guys actually just mutinied their ship. Okay. So, a big mutiny movie. Look the, out. Uh, uh, it is the same author of Killers of the Flower Moon. That would probably be why he's so invested in it then. The um, other thing he has written is uh, The Lost City of Z. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't. I think it's a true story, actually, but it's a uh, oh shit. That uh, one has like Charlie Hunnam, right? Charlie Hunnam, yeah. Yeah, okay. It was it's okay. It's not it's nice. Great. So yeah, I guess that's what he's going to start after Kills of the Flower Moon. But uh, 
once that movie comes out, that'll be the eighth time Scorsese and DiCaprio work together. Pretty crazy. Okay. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, though. Excited for that one. That's coming out um, about about a month and ten days from now, October twentieth, and then it'll be on Apple TV Plus in November. What is half a shame and half I can't really complain is I'm going to be gone the week that comes out. I will be in Vegas for my Ooh. 30th birthday and Hell yeah. when we were young. So I can't complain, but at the same time, I want to see that damn movie. That is going to be a good one. And I don't know, Vegas might be just as good of a time, probably better. We'll find <laughs> out. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see if I make it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, next one here. I knew we were talking about this a little bit maybe before, but uh, Heo 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 Miyazaki. He's yeah. not going to be retiring uh, with the boy and the hair on. So uh, he's the founder of Studio Ghibli, and apparently he's still got some more stories to tell. So in an interview on the red carpet for the uh, film's Toronto International Film Festival premiere, a Studio Ghibli executive I I couldn't say his name, so I just said a Studio Ghibli executive shared that the animation legend may have not taken retirement too seriously. Certainly is not as seriously as the media has. Um, other people said that this might be his last film, but he doesn't feel that way at all. He's currently working on new ideas for a film. He comes into the office every day and does that. This time, he's not going to announce retirement at all. He's continuing to work just as he's always done. So I don't know why people thought he was going to retire or why he alluded that he might, but uh, that's not the case. He's also uh, old as piss, so I don't know yeah. if he really has a, a decision. 83 years old. <laughs> On it being and, his last movie or not. Right. So if this one if this one sucks, they're probably just like, dude, you're out. But uh he so like I said, he's eighty three and he's known for writing and directing all the Studio Ghibli bangers that we know. Yep. And uh The Boy and the Hair on is uh the first ever animated movie to open up the Toronto International Film Festival, so that's cool. And that one comes out December eighth in the US. So I'm excited for that. I need to I need yeah. to start watching some of the Studio Ghibli movies. You, I've been uh, saying that I want to, but I need to. So I've seen I think most of them, I, I haven't seen Princess Mononoke, Mononoke. however you say it. Um, you should probably start with either Spirit Away or House Moving Castle. Yeah, that's what I hear. Those are probably probably the best, but also the least weird. I mean, they're all fucking weird, but, but they're probably the least weird um, to get you kind of pulled in there. Yeah, the other one that is on the top of my list is Porco Rosso. Is that the fish? It's, just, it's like the, the pig that's a, a captain or oh, the like pig. the plane uh, pilot. <laughs> it's Michael <laughs> Keaton. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, oh, that, that reminds me. Uh, if you watch the dubbed version. So this is the only time I would say it's okay to watch a dubbed version of yeah. an anime. And it's because it's big enough. It's well known and they have good actors. Um, but Hal in the English dub is uh, Christian Bale. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I had no idea that Hal was even a dude. I just assumed Hal's moving castle was a was a girl. No. Uh Hal is a I don't know, sorcerer of some sort. Oh, okay. Um oh the other uh in Spirit Away, the main actress is uh she voices Lilo. Uh Lilo oh, wow. and Stitch. Yep. That's sweet. So English dub. You have my blessing to watch it that way. Nice. <laughs> Okay, sweet. That's perfect, then. I'm going to start watching some of these movies. I know they're all on, like, HBO Max, I think. Yes. Or just Max, but either way. Whatever they decide to call it. Yeah. Fucking dumb name change. A couple more things here, though. Um, we're getting a Crow reboot. Okay. Remember the Crow? Yeah. Lionsgate acquired the rights to the film, so it's set to star Bill Skarsgård in a reimagining of the 1994 film that Brandon Lee died filming. Bruce Lee's yeah, son. <laughs> That so, <laughs> um, that makes sense. I was out until you said Skarsgård. Yeah. So in the original, uh, a man who's brutally murdered comes back to life as an undead avenger of his uh, his and his fiance's deaths. So that's I mean, I never saw the first one really the whole way through. I've seen bits and pieces. I feel like my dad watched it all the time back in the day. or It was on the TV. I've seen bits and pieces, but I never watched it the whole way through. I know the, it's definitely like a cult classic. I think it was my most of my knowledge from of the crow comes like all things i know from south park yeah uh, because that episode where satan's having a halloween party for his 
birthday or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, he tells he tells everyone, no one could go as the crow. Everyone wants to show up as the crow, and they want to look all hot, and it doesn't work. And then, like, he, <laughs> he goes as the crow. <laughs> so, that's hilarious. That's all I know about it. Um, that one's going to come out next year. And uh, my only last note on that is to keep Alec Baldwin off the set because I, I like Bill Skarsgård. I don't want him to die, too. Yep. Stay away from him, <laughs> Alec. Um, so I'll start off with... I'm going to switch around a little bit. So we got some Rotten Tomatoes controversy, which will lead into our last thing, which will lead into Billy. Ooh. So the Rotten Tomatoes controversy, have you seen anything about this? I have not. So it heavily revolves around um, the actions of a PR company called Bunker 15. So in 2018, they engaged in the practice of paying little-known yet Rotten Tomatoes-approved writers $50 to cover individual titles. So... Um, in 2018, a Daisy Ridley movie called Ophelia, uh, it's really like the main culprit here. So like initial reviews of it came in and it was like 46% on Rotten Tomatoes. So this company came in and started paying low level critics on the website to post positive reviews and they gave them $50 a pop. Pretty much just gaming the system. Yep. That, uh, doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Because shit movies like it follows gets really great critic reviews and everyone says it's so good it fucking sucks and anytime yep. i go to look up horror movies to watch if best horror movies of the past 10 years and it follows show up i leave that fucking list <laughs> yeah we say it quite a bit you can never really trust raw tomatoes anyway but um but their scheme worked ophelia jumped up to 62 percent uh in the ratings and then it got acquired for distribution after that so we do use it. I, I use it quite a bit. But like I was saying, uh, a lot of people just don't know how it works. So this percentage score of the audience's approval is just how many audience or how many critics thought it was a 5 out of 10 or better. So like if it has a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, 20% of critics thought it was a 5 or better. And the higher you go, whatever. Then same thing for our audience. But a lot of people probably just assume that, oh, people think this is a 9 out of 10 movie or this is a 7 out of 10 movie. It's not really the case. Um... That's why our method of reviewing, ranking, and scoring movies is just a lot easier to comprehend. If it's less than a five, it probably sucks. Everything mm -hmm. better than that, it's probably worth your time. That being said, though, I will take even less money from Rotten Tomatoes to, uh, to fudge their numbers. So go ahead and hit us <laughs> up. Let's go. $50 is sure, but I'll, I'd take 20 <laughs> <laughs> So that's going to lead into our next last little thing here. It's a quick Marvel movie rumor here. And... Uh, so Sam Raimi is Marvel's top choice to direct Avengers Secret Wars. I don't hate it. I, I really like the Multiverse of Madness. I think they need all the help they can get here moving forward, going with like better and well-respected directors. That's not a bad start. But that got me thinking here. That's why Billy's on the page. Hello. Do you want to play a game? So I want to see if you can name Sam Raimi's five highest-rated movies on Ron Tomatoes. Highest rated? Yeah, highest rated on oh, the tomato meter. On the tomato meter. Uh, yeah. Man, I gotta think. Shout out to Rotten Tomatoes. Five Sam Ramini uh, movies. Uh, can I? I'm not gonna look up ratings. He's quite a bit. Yeah. I just want to make sure I get the movies. Yeah, go ahead and get his list of movies up there. Yeah, I don't because all I really know is Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love yeah. Spider Man. Oh, I'm, I won't look at ratings. Just give me his filmography. Uh, all right, got him. Okay, let's see here. Highest rated? Yeah, we'll just do five. We'll just do top five. Evil Dead? Uh, no, that's not in the top five. Wow, okay, shit. Um, the first Spider-Man. Um, okay, so that's actually number four. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, man, I'm realizing I have not seen a lot of his films. Yeah. Um, oh, gotta be Doctor Strange up there, right? No. Fuck me. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's see. one on here I'm... that is completely just not fair. So I might just go ahead and give it to you. Um, number three is a movie called A Simple Plan. I've never okay. heard of it. I have no idea what that is. So you have three and four. I only know the band. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So said Spider-Man, Evil Dead is not in top five. None of them are. No. Evil Dead 2 comes in at number six. Damn, okay, Technically, okay. it's tied for fifth, but I, I wasn't pulling hairs here. See, I, I'm the reason I'm surprised is because I was thinking like his uh, older 
films yeah. would have been uh, uh, higher up. And uh-huh. to confirm, are we talking about movies he's directed or produced? Directed, directed. directed. That actually Only that makes me think. Directed. Okay, that makes me think. Actually, so technically, Evil Dead Two would be number five because he directed and wrote it. I have. I'll give you number five here because technically he didn't direct; he produced. Number five is Don't Breathe. Oh, okay, that's a great one. I I like that one. I didn't know. I didn't even know he produced it. Yeah. So no, one and two here. Let's see what you got. And they're not all far off. They're all pretty close on the tomato meter. Technically, technically three and four are tied, too. But, I mean, I was going down the list. Yeah, fair enough. Um, the Gift. No. I don't know where that is, actually. That's, that's, okay. quite, that's quite low compared and to And I'm going to go with the last one that I know. Drag Me to Hell. That's number two. Okay. I, I forgot all about number this movie one. all the time. I saw it at the theater a long time ago with some chicks in, like, ninth grade need to figure out because i've named all of kind of the newer ones not evil dead he definitely one you know and have seen perhaps Man, there's perhaps like not... part of a perhaps part of a franchise perhaps perhaps a sequel sequel oh is it gonna be spider-man 2 spider-man 2 yeah okay that's number Jesus. One. okay i was freaking <laughs> out <laughs> i was like all right it's definitely not spider-man 3 <laughs> yeah okay wow spider-man 2 is number one yeah, Spider. Okay. Highest, highest, uh, highest rated on the tomato meter, ninety three percent certified fresh. No, Drag Me to Hell is ninety two percent certified fresh. Wow. That Simple Plan is ninety percent certified fresh. I have no idea what the hell that movie is. Um, Spider Man, the first one is ninety percent certified fresh, and then Don't Breathe, eighty eight percent. I'm so shocked that you know the Evil Dead isn't up there. Yeah, and I was looking. He only has. Of the ones he's directed himself, he only has, like, five that are technically, like, rotten scores. And then he's got Hmm. ten that are fresh or better, so... Good for Sam Raimi. He's produced a lot of shit that sucks, don't get me wrong. Throws Um, his money everywhere. The Messengers, whatever the hell that is, Three Geezers, (laughs) The Grudge, the remake of The Grudge, that's that's dog shit. Wikipedia also has, like, his uh, short films he's directed and written. Uh, he has one called Attack of the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't know cool. how the, I don't know how that's not at the top of the list, but people have bad taste, I guess. Don't breathe too. Me and Tay saw that in the middle of Baltimore, and it was it was scary. Yeah, in the not middle the movie. of Baltimore, being <laughs> just in being the in the we middle in was scary. <laughs> we saw it at nighttime, and it was like a shit show. Yeah, the wire has uh, taught me to stay a little bit away. Yeah. You the wire? Yeah. I still have not seen The Wire. Check out The Wire. You know, that's around the time that, like, HBO peaked with the Sopranos yeah. and all that. Is it, is it around, did it come out around the same time as Sopranos, or is that before Sopranos? It was a little bit later. Oh, okay. Because uh, Sopranos was 99? Yeah. I think when it started, and I think The Wire was, like, 2004, maybe? Okay. Uh, 2002. How many seasons of The Wire are there? A bunch? Five? That's not that. That's not that bad. Yeah, there's only five, and I think they're only like ten to twelve episodes each. Oh, okay, that's not bad. Um, but you know how HBO likes to use a lot of their own, the same people. So like, you'll recognize uh, Michael Kenneth Williams. Um, is is he was in Sopranos? He's the that dude with the scar down the center of his head, in like real life. Uh, I think I know. He was in, man, he's, he's in everything, uh, uh, HBO. Let me try to give you another example. Here we go, here we go. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, you'll recognize this guy that died? Yeah, he's dead, right? He died, yeah, yep. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I think The Wire was one of his, like, breakout. Really what kicked him up. Damn. Um, he plays a badass in that. Yeah, R.I.P. to him. if you need a, uh. Mafia fix. He is also in Boardwalk Empire, which is also fantastic. Okay, Hell yeah. old uh, Steve Buscemi. Steve. <laughs> but yeah, that's a uh, New Jersey Mafia. Jersey. Is it Jersey? Yeah, because they're at um. Oh fuck! What's the uh like uh? What's the place in Jersey with the boardwalk? It's not just Ocean City, is it? Yeah, it's Ocean City. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure that's where they're at. Yeah, 
Oh, okay. Um, Ocean City, New Jersey sucks, by the way. (laughs) I've only been to Maryland. Maryland is a lot better. Tay and I went to Ocean City, New Jersey, like, years ago. Just We were going to either do, like, Dewey, which, in retrospect, we should have absolutely done, but we decided to do Ocean City, New Jersey, because it's close or whatever, and... Mm -hmm. Completely dry town. You can't even have booze. There's, the there's fuck? no. You can't buy alcohol in Ocean City, New Jersey. That's well. Oh, it takes place like, in Atlantic City. I'm sorry. Okay, Atlantic City. I gotcha. That makes sense. Casinos and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Sidebar there. Yeah. Going back to the Sam Ramini, uh The OG Spider-Man movies were awesome. Oh yeah, I know people make fun of them, and there's so many memes you can pull from them. Kind of like you can from the. Star Wars prequels. Yeah. But they were, for the time, I was so hyped to see those movies. Oh, Still yeah, were. definitely. For sure. I remember seeing the first one at the old theater we just talked about last week, Theater 123, or whatever that was called. One, Cinema two, one, I, I think I saw it there, too, now I'm thinking about it. It was just that, right it was there. awesome. I mean, it was Drive. like, what? It was five minutes down the road from my house. Yeah, same. Freaking awesome. Old fucking pleasant view at the time. Um, cool. I appreciate being part of the game. You've finally um, been billied. I've been billied. That doesn't sound great, but here I am. <laughs> yeah. Fucking games with Billy. Good time. That is a good time. Uh, so, Ty, you're going to have to let me know now, was it a good time with the Nun 2? Let's get into this one. I didn't really mention it too much to you earlier today, because I think, yeah. think it'll be interesting here. Um, so let's get into it here. Um, I've been on a big horror cake lately with like Halloween right around the corner and all that coming up it's about that time so the other night i I finally watched the first nun movie to prepare to see this one which i will say although the conjuring universe is like huge now the nun is probably like of all the care like the scariest one like right like oh yeah looking at least like fuck that annabelle doll i mean i haven't seen law you so i don't know how scary that one is but scariest looking definitely goes to the nun um so yeah here's the scariest part here's the scariest part of the conjuring too oh yeah easily yeah um, so that being said, though, the first Nun movie was an absolute snooze fest, and it was pretty fucking bad. I didn't like it yep. at all. So I, th- I threw on the first Conjuring right after that. But um, going into this one, I didn't really have any expectations at all. Um, I think it could have came out a little bit closer at Halloween to kick off the season even closer, but I was just ready to go, th- go see in the theater. We needed something to talk about, so let's dive on into it. We already kind of talked about the synopsis a little bit, but here we go again. 1956 in France, a priest is murdered... Evil spreading, the sequel to the worldwide smash hit. It's so funny that's at, that's in yeah, the synopsis. How the fuck, are you calling it that? Follow sister Irene. She once again comes face to face with Valak, the demon nun. So I looked it up. Smash hit at the box office. Hell yeah, twenty two million dollar budget, three hundred sixty five million at the box office. But I mean, critically, the first movie is a five point three on IMDb, twenty four percent critic approval, and thirty five percent audience approval. So people people hate that movie. Although it made some money. People don't like it. Um, the Nun 2, though, currently at 44% critic approval on Rotten Tomatoes and 77% audience. So, I mean, that's almost double. It's damn near double the first one. Um, and it's got a 6 on IMDb, so a little bit of a step mm-hmm. up there, too. So, it stars Tessa Tessa Farmiga. Um, she's mostly known for, like, American Horror Story. And she's the sister of the older lady in the Conjuring universe, uh... The one that plays, like, the main actress, Vera Farmiga. Oh, okay. It's her younger sister. Interesting. And then it also stars um, Jonas Bloquet. All I've known him from is the first Nun movie. Mm. Um, So, like I said, I went into this and fully just expected to shit on it the whole time. But here's a shocker. I didn't hate it. Okay. Um, It wasn't nearly as bad as the first Nun. I'm not saying it's, like, Oscar contenders or anything like that or... Great, but as far as horror goes, it's passable. It's okay. barely passable, but it's passable. Um, I did go right after work, so I was tired as hell. Uh, the first third was okay, setting up the movie. Middle does hit a lull, and it, I probably could have fallen asleep. <laughs> um, luckily, the last third kind of picks it back up and saves it, um, and it was pretty entertaining as this movie could have gotten, I think. Uh, that being said, though, this movie, it does need more horror. The Nun is in this movie for maybe 10 to 15 minutes of screen time, maybe out of an hour and 50. She doesn't seem like she's on the screen very much. Um, I did get hit with one jump scare, too. 
I hadn't nice. gotten hit by one in a minute, but it got me. Um, compared to other horror movies, though, like Talk to Me and Evil Dead Rise, this movie isn't even in the same realm of horror. Yeah. Um, I like my horror movies just like you're filled with dread. You don't expect a happy ending and just nonstop horror. Like you don't get any breaks. But this one kind of focuses more on like um, the story of like the nun, uh, the, the good nun mm-hmm. and the guy from the first movie. Um, whenever there is scary shit going on screen, it's not at that same like level as like the top tier horror movies, like the evil deads and the talk to me all that. So definitely did dock some points there. Definitely glad I watched the first one too before because there is a lot of references to it and they do kind of talk about it a little bit. So I probably would have been okay if I didn't see the first one, but there is just some like references and shit to the first one. So that's where um, like I don't I don't remember the first one at all and you you did just see it. Yeah. Is it when did the first one take place? Like that it felt like it was pretty old. Um so this one's in 56. I think the first one is in like it can't be too much further off of that. Uh, okay. Maybe a couple years before. Oh. I can't remember. It, it might have been like six years, like three years before. I don't know why I remember thinking it was like 1700s or some shit. No, it was, it was, I'm trying to find if it says, uh, I don't see it, but it, it's a okay. couple years before. It's not too long. Just like a, maybe a year or two or three talks. Okay. Um, so yeah, if this movie was shorter and it was scarier, it could have been a top-tier horror movie on the year, maybe. That's, I mean, that's maybe. Um, but an hour and 50 is just not enough horror, and it's just too long. Uh, some decent acting, nothing incredible. Uh, I think I'm going to end up at about a five on it, though. Okay. Uh, which is it's kind of high. But middle of the road, um, I liked it more than Voyage of the Demeter, and I liked it more than The Pope's Exorcist and Insidious, The Red Door. That movie sucked. But I didn't like it nearly as much as Talk to Me or Evil Dead Rise or Scream. Gotcha. So it's, it's definitely watchable, but it's not like you're going to be shitting your pants in terror the whole time. Um, it's a tough one to convince or not, though, because I'll say, if you saw the first one, I mean, you'd probably gonna, you'd want to see this one, I guess. If you're willing to watch the first one, mm-hmm. you'd be willing to watch the second one. So I'll go ahead and say, if you've seen the first, go ahead and give it a watch. Or if you're ready to watch a horror movie for Halloween, go ahead and check this one out. It's it's watchable. Yeah, that's probably where I was at, where it's yeah. like, I'm going to watch it at some mm-hmm. point. But I'm I'm fine waiting for it to stream. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. It, I don't know. I'm not going to run the theaters for this one. It'll uh, probably be on Max here. Not uh, maybe, but uh, not not before Halloween, but. Not too far off of Halloween, I'd bet. All the rest of them are on HBO Max. Yeah. They'll probably realize, oh, nobody's going to see this. <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, go from there. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'll see it just because I've seen all of the Conjuring Universe films. Yeah. And yeah. I like horror movies, you know, give me yeah. something, I guess. Like, uh, I was fully expecting to just go into this and it was going to suck shit and be terrible, but it, it was watchable. So, okay. good for it. I'll be curious to see. I mean, it has its competition is my big fat Greek wedding three. Yeah, if it so, does I mean, it's worse than the box office. It's definitely gonna. It's got this, and I think it's got a little competition next week. But it might do pretty well here with like, you know, fans of the Conjuring universe, and then like you know, little kids and teenagers wanting to go see a scary movie, fucking movie. So let's do a. There were other people at the theater though. I went at two fifteen. Well, oh. ten. I got there at like two thirty, so it was like two thirty. And uh, I thought it was completely dark, but I did see like two people in the very back. I was like, "Oh does, shit!" Does they had Barbie a... make more money than this movie this weekend? The weekend, yes. Sorry, I should specify. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. We should check in on that next week when we record. Yeah, but I don't think a, so. That'll be interesting to see. It would be nuts if it does. I think I saw last weekend Barbie didn't Barbie did like three million or something like that. So it's definitely starting to slow down. But yeah, Equalizer I mean, make, finally make beat it out. Yeah, if Equalizer beats Barbie, this is this is going to smash Equalizer. I think. Okay. Find out. At least this weekend, uh, right? Probably total too. It's a horror movie. They we know from we talk about it all the time. They're they're money makers. That's the other thing I. We've talked about it a little bit before. Some of the best horror movies are just shorter. You know, it's not mm-hmm. a lot of wait time. Um, now, you said you got hit by the jump scare, but you would only see her like 
a total of like 10 minutes. So are there a lot of jump scares in it or is it pretty few and far between? I mean, there might be like there might be some more like pings for like a jump scare, like they'll like ping the music and like or they'll make a big loud noise. The one that got me, though, it was like we'll talk about once you see it. Um, You kind of expect it to happen. And then it happens. Like, oh, shit. And it still yeah, got right. me. So it was, it was a good one. I like the scene. That's why honestly, that's why I kind of bumped my score from like a. it would have been like a three or a four. Then I kind of like that scene enough to bump it up. But um. Yeah, like, there's more of, like, you don't really see just the non-screen, like, it's a lot of, like, oh, she's possessing this fucking person or whatever. Right. Doing this shit. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's none, too. Pretty much what I expected, you know, kind yeah. of middle of the, middle of the mall. Type Very middle movie. of the road, yeah. Um, Yeah, probably, I'll see it eventually. I'll get a rating in here, and we can talk yeah. about it later. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll see, see what happens with that end of the year list on the horror side, at least, too. Yeah, that that might be interesting to do as well, kind of break it up by genre. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's a good idea. Uh, Ty, let's let's get into the movies we have seen this year so far, how we've rated them. Um, And this will only be including movies that we have both seen and rated. Um, Some of them, you know, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it here in a second, but some are like on the edge of breaking the top five, but one of us hasn't seen them yet. Yeah. So... Maybe when that well, when that review comes in from uh, the other person, it will solidify where it sits. But before we get to the good, let's talk through the bad a little bit. Um, so currently, for as far as the movies we have both seen, the bottom five of the year so far are "You Are So Not Invited to My ba- Bat Mitzvah," which oh wow we, we talked about last week, and I don't think we hated on it too much. No, it, it just, just ended wasn't up for like, us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Not a lot to say about this movie. Um, Ty, I did watch Strays a couple days ago. Uh, for, uh, not from your recommendation. You said, that movie sucked, don't do it. I was pretty much the same. You ended up with a two. I gave it a four. Uh-huh. Um, I had a few laughs here and there, but it was there was too much reliance on the dog saying fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it's for like, sure. We get it. There, it's an R-rated movie. We understand. Yeah. Uh, and that yeah. was just too much. And I think what might have bumped it up for me, um, I, my dog was literally watching the movie. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I thought cool. that was hilarious. I have it on, on video. I'll send that it rules. to you. But he just just like into it, just staring the whole screen. I'm like, that's kind of funny. That so rules. That probably gave me a little bit more of a bump on it. But as far as comedy, it wasn't great. Yeah, no. It just, it definitely... I don't know. It, that kind of shit isn't for us anymore, I don't think. Yeah. That's for, like, the teenagers that are like, I'm going to go see this R-rated movie about dogs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, see, we talked about it early, I don't know how many episodes ago, but we're like, this has a chance of being really funny or really fucking stupid. Turns yeah. out it was the latter. The latter, for <laughs> sure. Um, another shitty horror film, Insidious the Red Door, sitting at the bottom here. Oh, uh, so bad. Currently, currently third worst. Um, we will talk about the worst, but the one that is currently below it is only a movie I've seen, and that's Burt Kreischer's The Machine. <laughs> uh, I have that attitude because he's fucking annoying and not. He's funny. so in- he's so insufferable. Like I don't know what happened. Like I don't. I've never really got into his comedy or anything. I'm like, haha, fat guy with his shirt off. That's yeah. funny, I guess. And then Tom Segura just somehow brings him along for the ride and then he gets on Joe Rogan that makes him bigger. Yeah. And he's just riding on everyone else's coattails while thinking he's the best comedian ever. Yep, for sure. He's so overrated in my opinion. I don't think he's nearly as funny as these like actual top tier comedians. Yeah. And everybody just sucks him off the whole time cuz they want to be on his tour and stuff. Annoying. Yeah. Yeah, I um, haven't seen that movie. I might I I'll, I'll probably get around to it eventually. Yeah. It ain't great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that one only I've seen, so Insidious is really the one at the bottom here, except for one other one. Um, the Pope's Exorcist, also setting near the bottom here. Um, even without your rating tie, we've talked about it. and We could plug that in, actually. Uh, I gave it oh, a okay. three. You got a three? That's oh, exactly what I have Insidious. in. Yep. So that is where uh, that it will stay. I also had it as a three. Man, I saw that, that was a while ago I saw it. Uh, yeah, I watched it a couple weeks ago, but I just forgot to log it. Yeah. 
I need to log the nun too into the fucking letterbox too. Now I think about it. <laughs> um, the Pope's exorcist will now end up the one, two, three, four. Uh, how to go? Oh, fourth worst. Fourth worst. Um, okay. Here. Um, and then finally, the worst movie of the year so far came very, very early. Very early on the podcast. <laughs> Ty took the die first. And then uh, I had to do it just because I wanted to see how stupid it was. It is the only film we have rated at a zero for both of us. And that so, is, yeah, go ahead. Worst movie of all time, technically. It, it has to be. You can't give a zero and we did it. No. So, I, have both, I have both ends of the spectrum this year. I've got Oppenheimer at 100 and Winnie the Pooh at zero. Fucking awful. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Blood and Honey. And what's the saddest part about it, it's not going to end here with these types of movies. There's going to no, be more. We, there's more to come. I just saw something on Reddit about like images from the sequel or something like that. So they're getting ready to put the sequel out. And it's going to suck so bad, but I'm going to have to see it. Maybe that guy that's in it will keep liking your tweets. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. I don't know if he's going to make it in the sequel or not. I think he got his ass beat in the first one. Yeah, I think he died. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I I'm don't... sure Wayne the Pooh like, ripped his head off or something. Who knows? He'll come back. Don't that was the one, two, three. That was the fourth movie that I have reviewed that we talked about on the podcast. What a horrible start to the podcast. We had Ooh. Megan, Knock at the Cabin, which are pretty good, and then yeah, Infinity Pool, right. which I still really like. And yeah. then uh, Winnie the Pooh. Suck shit. Fucking awful. So that's the bad. Here is the good. We'll start from number five. Number five currently. Well, actually, I'm going to start here. Ty, you still have not seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. That is a film that I think can crack our top five, um, depending on your rating of it. Um, yeah. I just want to put that out there. I have it at an eight. So uh-huh. if you give it a nine or ten, uh-huh. it will be in the top five. Okay. And I have some that are closest. I have some that are close to number five here too. Like, yeah. If I end up like watching them again and bumping them up, something like that, I could, I could see like the Covenant even overtaking Spider Verse in my rankings, or Evil Dead Rise, maybe not that one, but or Sanctuary. I could see all them overtaking Spider Verse. So that could shake some things up here. Yeah. Towards the end of the year, we're gonna have to we'll have to take a hard look at the list and really uh, pinpoint which ones we like better. Yeah, we'll get into the gritty because a lot of the we there's a lot of ties. There's only two. Yeah. Of us. you know the average yeah. for two people isn't really gonna be right. producing a lot of numbers. So um, we'll get through that and we will rank them uh, the whole way through. But I, I think the Mutant Ninja Turtles has a chance. Yeah. Um, I, also, we didn't really talk about it, but I saw Jules and I loved it as well. I gave it also oh, an eight. Yeah. Hell yeah, I love that movie. Dude. It, was it was good. Awesome. It was such Different. a pleasant surprise, dude. Yeah, that that's another category. We should have our we're gonna have our own Oscars, I think, Ty. Our yeah, own little award good. show, and like we'll nominate like pleasant surprises. And, yeah, like, we need to start thinking. We can start thinking about nominees now. That's awesome. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I that's uh, you know f- me with odds and everything. That that's probably pretty high up. <laughs> oh hell yeah! And that does remind me though. So Oscars is gonna be March tenth, twenty twenty four. It's a Sunday. Okay. Um, is it always March? I thought it was February for some reason. I think it's like always like right around February, March, like last weekend of February, beginning of March. But then, so do. movies got to be submitted for Oscar contention by November 15th. Okay. And then like vote and then all kinds of voting and shit goes down in between now and then and then do, and whatever they get announced and all that stuff. So do you know, I, I don't know the rules of the Oscars, but do you know, like, so you say you have, they have to be submitted by November something. Yeah. If, even if they're coming out in like December, can they still be submitted? I don't know when the cutoff is. I, I guess if they have to be submitted for Oscar contention by November fifteenth, everything that comes out after November is the next year. I don't know though for sure. Yeah, that's, that's a good why question. Killers of the Flower Moon is uh, will be in contention. It's coming out in October. Okay. And then like uh, I think there's one other big movie they think might be up for uh, nomination here. What was it called? The Color Purple or something like that. Yeah, yes, I think that is it. I wonder when that's coming out. Because, yeah, I, I don't, because they can submit it to the Academy, I would feel like, even without it being out, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, watch this fucking movie. 
So yeah, yeah so I, mean, I don't I'm know how it works. It's all like convoluted, kind of. It's all old school. Yeah, I, it is pretty. They need a new process, probably. But um, that's not for us to decide. Just listen to us. We'll tell you better movies. Sounds like we're gonna have a sweet Oscars freaking show this year, anyway. So that's right. Uh, but getting into the top five, Mission Impossible is at number five at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dead Reckoning Part One. Ty, you have this at a ten. I have it at a seven. Gives it an eight and a half. Oh, I think uh, I have it at a nine. You got it at a nine now? Okay. Yeah, yeah. My bad. And I don't know if I. Yeah, I think my only ten's Oppenheimer. I don't know how much that will change it. Nope, still puts it at number five. Okay. okay. <laughs> um. So still at number five, even with that change. Um. Now it's just an average of an eight instead of an eight and a half. Okay. Um, but that that feels right, I think. Um, it's not in my top five, uh, but as a consensus, it makes our top five. Yeah. Um, I think I like all of the movies we have ahead of it more, obviously. Yeah, um, me too. Number four, we have uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. That also makes sense. Um, I have it at an eight, Ty at a nine. That's also an eight and a half. So that is tied technically for third with John Wick four, which is sitting at number uh, three. So we have a tie here. We'll get into the nitty gritty. Um, Mm -hmm. But if we want to do that right now, you know, with this tie, I think I do have John Wick ahead of Spider-Man. I definitely do. Okay. Well, there we go. So that puts Spider-Man at four, John Wick at three. Uh, that My, makes a lot another of sense. one that's tough for me to, to uh, pick between is Guardians and John Wick. Okay, that's one that's like gonna have to be decided upon. I love Guardians three, but John Wick four is still so good. Which is a good segue, segue. into number two, which is Guardians of the Galaxy three. Which the only reason John Wick is below um, is because I gave Guardians a nine and John Wick an eight. So ah. consensus score. Guardians is just half a point higher. Okay. Um, which puts it alone at number two. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's fair. But they're also like, you know, they're they're different styles of movies. And that's maybe Definitely. why, like, at the end, maybe we break it down more by genre. Yeah. That, that'll be better because, you know, you can compare fruit, as Lil Dicky says. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> the old saying is apples to oranges. Um, they're just two different things. If ifs and buts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a wonderful Christmas. That's right. <laughs> That's my new favorite saying. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> but number one here, no surprise, I think, is Oppenheimer, the current favorite to win Best Picture. All of the actors in it up for Best pick for, uh, uh, wow, Best Actor, Best Director. It's, it's all there. They're probably going to clean house, especially now with... Uh, what Dune getting kicked out? The only competition it's likely to have is going to be Killers of the Flower Moon. That's going to be exciting. That's yeah, like next month. Got a month, yeah. Wait, uh, I wonder if Napoleon. Oh no, 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 no. Napoleon's Napoleon. November. It is and November. That, it's November fifteenth. I'm confused. Or it's November twenty yeah, second. Yeah. So, I, so I, think I don't know if it counts. There's a couple other cool movies here coming out that I'm seeing. Have you seen the ones The Creator? It's some kind of sci-fi Maybe. movie coming out. That looks kind of cool. That's going to be in September. That's coming out in a couple weeks. On David Washington. There's oh, another. Okay. There's another Daisy really banger coming out called The Marsh King's Daughter. I don't know what that one is. Um, then Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, then there's that uh, the one coming to Netflix called The Killer with Michael Fassbender. Then Napoleon, uh, and then Ferrari. But I th- I don't know if any of those will be nominated or not. But I I just was scrolling on my computer and I saw. And, Which of these upcoming movies do you think will do well at the box office? And that's where I think we're going to do it better, because we're going to do it right. We're not going to have some random month before the year end cutoff date. We're no. just going to rate the movies that came out in 2023. In 2023. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, for all I know, maybe it is 2023, but it yeah. seems like November is the cutoff. Fucking old people. I don't know. <laughs> uh, best picture, I'm just checking the odds here again. Oppenheimer now? Plus odds, plus 110. Really? Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon at plus 300. Poor Things, which I don't ever remember hearing about. Poor Things, Emma Stone and Mark Ruffalo. Oh, that's the one that's like the Frankenstein. Oh, boy, like okay. 
I'm super excited for that one. Oh no, it's black and white and it looks weird as fuck. Okay, that has a chance. <laughs> it's gonna be really good, I think. Is that Willem Dafoe? Yes, it yes. is. Uh oh. <laughs> look how fucked Uh-oh. up he looks. I'm excited for that one. I just I just remember that one's coming out too. Okay. I know this director. I can't say I'm a super fan of a lot of his movies because they're always weird as absolute shit. But that's also kind of like a cool thing about him. Um, yeah. So he's directed The Lobster, which was a, uh, uh, oh my gosh, Irish guy, Colin Farrell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Killing of a Sacred Deer. Have you seen that one? I can't remember if I have or not. I think I have. It, that's another super awkward movie. Um, Shit, it has I can't remember if I've seen that one or not. Who looks like he like has Down syndrome, but he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> Barry <laughs> Keoghan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He always just plays a fucking creep. Yeah. I think it's his eyes. He just freaked me out. Um, and yeah, then the other something. one that I haven't watched yet, but it uh, always shows up on like uh, like complete mindfuck movies. Mm-hmm. It's called Dogtooth. Oh, okay. I just I have, saw that on his thing. I have no I have idea. not seen it yet. Uh, Dogtooth. That might be one to check out. Yeah, so poor things coming in here. Um, anatomy, anatomy of a fall. Four things is like best picture odds. Yeah, plus eight hundred. Okay, okay. His third favorite. And a, I can spell. Anatomy of a fall. Uh, is this out already? That's a lot of ratings. A woman is suspected of her husband's murder, and their blind son faces a moral dilemma as the only witness. Jesus. <laughs> Can can you be a witness if you're blind? Uh, I guess you. I don't know. It's almost three hours long. It it is out. It's a French movie. That's not going to win because of no. just because of that. Sadly. Well, then again, I guess um uh Parasite won. So Hell yeah. Maybe Hell yeah, they dude. change their ways. I I know I said I wanted to watch X Men after we're done here, but I I'm really thinking about watching Dog Tooth, man. Except I don't know Give if it I'll make go. it through the whole thing. Did I you watch? You haven't watched it yet, or you did? I have watched like the first twenty minutes, and then I stopped. Um, not because it was bad or anything. Yeah, I just I don't know. I probably was gonna go do something else. I'll um, probably fall asleep if I watch it right now. So I gotta save it for a day. I'll be awake. It's also uh, in a different language, so oh. you'll have to be awake and something. Yeah, okay, that sounds good. Um, yeah, the just to give context, like the first five minutes, the opening scene. This is obviously. Not much of a spoiler. It happens in the very first scene. And I don't know what's going on, but essentially it feels like a woman is paid to come over and like have sex with this dude's son. <laughs> and like, and then like, it seems like it's for the sole purpose of having a kid. I don't know because it's like there's no passion or anything. It just happens and then she fucking leaves. I was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> um, but that's the, that's the director we're dealing with here with uh, the. Was it the creation or poor things? Oh, okay. So, and then past lives at plus 1200, which you can go fuck yourself with that one. <laughs> Absurd. But yeah, Oppenheimer, that's top of the list so far. I, It's going to be difficult to bring it down. Definitely. I don't think it, anything can. I don't either. It, however, I, I do want to specify that, like, I do not think I would ever watch it again because it, it is a commitment to do so. Yeah. Um, whereas Guardians, I could just pop that thing on. That's and, true. Like, tune in and out and be happy. Um, th- which again, by no means, obviously Oppenheimer is top of the list, but it, it's just a different style of film. Like it's one you're, you have to be dialed in. You, you're really pulled into this movie. The story's amazing. The writing's amazing. The cinematography is incredible. The sound is heart pounding and really disturbing in a way. Um, it's an experience that I don't know if you get on a second watch. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Especially uh, at home. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but Ty, that is our top five and bottom five. Um, uh-huh. It'll be interesting to see how that changes. And we just created ourselves our own little Oscars. We need to give it a better name than Oscars. Um, oh, yeah, we will. But we'll be competing for views with, with them when the time <laughs> comes. Actually, we'll probably have ours like right at the beginning of the year instead of March, like some psychopath. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Tied next week, 
we're still in a, a bit of a hole here. Um, yeah, see I'll see the haunting in Venice. Yeah, haunting in Venice. Let me see what day that comes out. We can do our episode after that. Um, shit, shit, shit. Aha, it's six o'clock Thursday. There you go. Bang. Get in it. Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. We'll do. I will close it out here, and uh, we'll be back again next week.